Happy New Year! Welcome to Conversations with My Sister, a monthly podcast that gets my sister and I to keep in touch and talk about cultural quirks that catch our attention. I'm Athena. I'm Lavana. And for this episode, we're going to go a bit free flow. In future episodes, we'll be adding a few cultural context um, pieces of information, as well as some fun facts on the topics that we're going to talk about. So, today's a special day, Lavana. It's January 3rd. What day is it? Arashi Day! All right, so we have an Arashi fan in the house. For this occasion, we'll talk about Japanese New Year's and some things that we miss about Japan. We hope you enjoy! So, why don't you start it off, Levano? What would normally happen in Japan for New Year's? A few highlights.、Um, so, usually, a typical New Year's in Japan, you spend it with your family. Uh, you get together, eat soba noodles, mochi,、uh, osachi bentos. And yeah, usually people will watch something called Kohaku Utagasen, which is a red and white song battle held by NHK every year. There's usually some big countdown show held by different musical artists, depends who and what you're into.、Uh, and then you visit a shrine with your family to. Welcome New Year. And then there are a lot of other fun TV specials that happen pretty much for the whole week. So, the one that Lavana is really looking forward to is her favorite boy band, Arashi's show, which we'll be watching after this. So, why don't we talk about our first experiences of New Year's in Japan?、Um, I think I probably remember this a bit better than you because I'm five years older than you. And one of the first winters I remember in Japan is actually at the turn of the new millennium,、uh, end of 1999 and over into 2000. I don't think we were there for the countdown, but we were there around Christmas time.、Uh, at the time, we didn't speak Japanese, our aunt did. So she took us around. And we as little kids were most interested in the Pokemon Center. Remember that?、Yes. So we went there and went berserk on the little figurines. Oh, yeah. We had so many of them, and they were like little stuffy plushies, too. I can't really comment about the whole New Year's scenario, but I definitely do remember sleeping in a warm electric futon. And that to this day is one of my fondest memories, I think, of winter in Japan. So, the second time we spent New Year's in Japan was many years later, and you were studying there at the time, Lavana. So, why don't you start off?、Uh, yeah, so that year I was studying in Fukuoka, but ended up spending New Year's in Tokyo. We stayed、uh, with my aunt,、um, and I actually brought a friend with me. And yeah, I think the, that day, like, you know, our cousins came back to the house and、um, we didn't have traditional Japanese food. We had dumplings, which is more of a Chinese New Year's thing.、Um, but you remember that? I totally don't remember what we ate. Yeah, we had dumplings. I'm pretty sure we had hot pot too. And we did watch Kohaku. I know this because.、Um, As part of my fangirl life, Arashi has been at Kohaku since 
2009, and uh, yeah, that was 2009-2010, so that was the first year they were on Kohaku. It was very exciting. <laughs> there used to be certain artists that would, pull, that would put on New Year's concerts, uh, specifically on New Year's, and um, they would hold like sort of midnight countdown concerts. And one of the companies that would do this is Johnny's. Um, Johnny's and Associates is a huge company that pretty much owns Japan's media. They manage all of, not all, but pretty much all the big boy bands. So if you know SMAP, who is now disbanded, they were under Johnny's. Uh, If you watched anime and you liked Inuyasha, V6 and Taki and Tsubasa were under Johnny's. No one is untouched by Johnny's. (laughs) So Johnny's puts on a Johnny's Countdown concert every New Year's. They still do. And so I went to the stadium to buy an, to buy an Uchiwa, which is a fan. Um, like a, a fan that you use to, you know, blow off sweat. <laughs> um, so I went to buy an Uchiwa of Arashi at the Countdown concert with my friend. Uh, but... You know, because it is Johnny's and it's impossible to get tickets, I didn't actually get to see the concert, but we did also watch it on TV. (laughs) What I remember from that New Year's was that our cousin took us to the Imperial Palace to see the Emperor's greetings. And I've actually just seen um, video footage from this year's, which I believe has hit records because um, the Japanese Emperor is about to retire soon. So he is doing, I believe, his last address. There was already a huge number of crowds the year that we went. It was it, there were so many people that we literally were like inching in the gravel for about a good two hours. But the whole the whole um, episode was quite an interesting experience because I mean, in as much as there was a huge crowd, it was very orderly, and you literally just stood in your spot. There was no chaos at all. It was just a lot of people. <laughs> And then I think we went to the Meiji Shrine after that. Do you remember that, Lavana? No, I don't. I do remember visiting the Emperor, but uh, I guess I was thinking about other things on New Year's. And with that, let's go on to the third New Year's that you spent in Japan. Yeah, so this would be 2015 going into 2016. Uh, I spent it with a couple friends... Um, yeah, and for that New Year's, uh, I guess it was, again, a bit of a mix of, like, a Western slash Japanese New Year's. Western in the sense that we went to a bar and had she drinks. Is, and and she is not someone who drinks, by the way. Yes, I do not drink. But for this special occasion, I went to a bar with my friends. It's like a jazz bar. So it was also, like, a very Western bar, too, not like an izakaya, just like a Japanese bar pub um had some drinks stayed well past closing we actually stayed um because one of my friends started you know chatting with a bartender and we ended up staying well past closing until they actually closed and then the staff actually invited us to go with them to visit a shrine which is the japanese part of the new year's where you go to a shrine um either the same night of New Year's or the next morning and, you know, clapped in the New Year's, um, prayed at a shrine, made some resolutions. And then um, 
and went back home to sleep and then we went and sang karaoke the next day yeah i've definitely reached the age where i don't envy that although i really enjoyed listening to that story so I guess that leaves us with the last thing that I want to cover today, which is really just us two reminiscing about all the things we miss in Japan. And this is just going to be a bit free flow, and I think we can go on forever. So in the future, we might just cut out snippets for topics that people might be interested in personally rather than go through all of them for everyone here. Christmas lights are beautiful. Um, go on Facebook or YouTube. I mean, I think social media has been selling Japan really well recently. Um, Tokyo has probably the most beautiful Christmas lights, period. And it's all throughout the city in different neighborhoods. They just decorate it in different ways, whether it's on the trees or in the malls, etc. It's always very tasteful. Fireworks um, in the summer. Anything else that you wanted to add to the seasons? Um... I mean, this is just because I did jet and was a teacher, but, uh, you know, if you have the opportunity to be invited to a school cultural festival, I'd, I'd take it. Those are really fun and kind of cute just to see what classrooms come up with. Yeah, so this is, I feel like this is a store that people won't mention, uh, but it's called Loft, and... It's just, I mean, it sells kind of like a bit of everything, like stationary stuffed animals, like little knickknacks, but it's just like, even when you walk in, they have like nice displays. They sell a lot of capybara stuffed animals. <laughs> yeah, I can also attest to loft, like all of my stationary um, loving friends will, will love a loft. We go to um, cruise Japanese department store food halls uh, because, and so when we say Japanese department stores, we are talking about Mitsukoshi, um, Takashimaya, um, Daimaru. That's where you are going to get all the best ingredients, um, cooking ingredients as well as food. And one of the things that we loved to do was we went there for the cakes and the Japanese desserts. And we just made a thing of trying every single stall as we went through. I just remember this store in the corner, but I don't even remember what they sold anymore. But I remember whatever it was, I really liked it. <laughs> Which is so helpful in the grand scheme of Tokyo department store shopping. Do you mean the Mitsukoshi Mae or do you mean the... I mean the Mitsukoshi. What else do we miss about Japan and Tokyo? Oh, so many other things. But I think that we'll leave it at this for today. Thanks for tuning in today. We'd love to hear your experiences as well. Please leave us a comment on iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're your co-hosts, Athena and Lavana. You can also find us on Twitter to continue the conversation. See you next time! And any last words, Lavana? Last, what's your last tip for anyone visiting Tokyo? Um, actually, I think I just tell people to like you know walk along the side streets a bit more. Mm. It's uh it's kind of interesting what you'll find if you uh, kind of 
walk away from sort of the main city centers. 